with Aki Shilva, um, and rather than tell you what she does, I'm going to get her to explain it to you. Aki, hi, how are you doing? Hi, how are you? Long time. I know, it's good to talk to you. So can you just share yeah. with everybody what it is that you do? We're going to have a discussion about this. Well, okay. Um, what do I do? I'm an Ayurveda yoga lifestyle consultant. Um, what I basically do is I help people to live a healthy lifestyle with the principles of Ayurveda and yoga. So you might be familiar with yoga. I don't know how much you know about Ayurveda. Are you familiar? Have you heard about it? Um, I... I don't think we ever spoke on Ayurveda when we, when we spoke, right? A few, sure. I think, a few weeks back. So my understanding of Ayurveda, and, and this may be completely wrong, so feel free to um, correct me. <laughs> my understanding of it is that it's a lifestyle. It's uh, a, a lifestyle of, um, of, of, of being, like so the way that you, uh, the things you, you consume, maybe the beliefs that you have, it's kind of like an all-natural way of being, and there's principles involved that I am not familiar with which I'm hoping you'll explain, but I don't know. Is that right? Is, is, is it a lifestyle? It is a lifestyle. I think okay. you really hit it right because that's also the name of my website. I've named it as jivalifestyle.com because it's definitely not a diet or a fad which you have to start and finish right. in a certain period of time. This is meant for lifestyle. It is going to be with you all your life. Mm -hmm. um, so... This all comes from India, from more than 10,000 years old. If you Google Ayurveda and yoga, it says 5,000 years old, but right. it is far older than that. So they come from the language called Sanskrit. So yeah. Ayurveda, meaning you have to break it in two words, Ayur and Veda. So Ayur means life and Veda means knowledge or wisdom. So if you put them together, it's like a knowledge of life or wisdom of life. Um, in that, you have science of right living, right eating, right breathing. Any aspect of life that we do on this planet Earth, as long as we are living, every facet of it is covered in Ayurveda. So that's why it's like a life manual. So when I talk with my clients, I said, you know, when we buy luxury gadgets, we get a reference manual on how to take care of that product. I wish we had come with the reference manual when we were born. Unfortunately, we haven't. We have to learn it as we go, you know, trial and error. So it is kind of a reference manual for life. And if you follow it, at least 60 to 80% of it, you don't have to be a fanatic and follow 100%. It gives you a deeper meaning in life. You feel fulfilled. You have joy. Uh, your mind is always 
positive and um, you're willing to help people. You just live life. You know, you're alive and ready to embrace life when you live according to Ayurveda principles. And I truly believe in it because I have been practicing this lifestyle for many years now. And so you coach on this. You, you help people understand what is the right lifestyle for them through these principles, right? I understand that it, it, it's to do with healing as well, right? Because I've heard of like Ayurvedic medicine, but mm-hmm. is that specific medicine or is it the fact that because you see the body as a whole, that it's, it's not about taking medicine, it's about the healing that you create within your body because of the lifestyle that you live? I, I don't know. Help me. Exactly, yeah. You see, without knowing, you know a lot. okay yes um it is the main pillar of ayurveda is preventative basically i mean if you really um, read the ancient ayurvedic texts they were first written in palm leaves since it is a very old um it's one of the oldest medical system in the world actually all the western medicines have come from the roots of ayurveda Okay. But it was started for a preventative. The big pillar of Ayurveda is preventative because it believes in why get into disease to to treat it and heal it and cure it. You can keep this body and mind healthy before it gets physically translated into a disease. So that's why lifestyle importance, living the right healthy lifestyle has huge importance in Ayurveda. There's a lot of emphasis is because you don't have to fall sick to be healthy. You, your, your righteous duty, your birthright in life is to be healthy and happy. And that's See, the that's, foundation of Ayurveda. That's fascinating to me because I actually have the same belief, but I didn't know any of this. So mm-hmm. mine was more. mine comes from a more logical, maybe even scientific point of view. It's like, unless you were already born with a specific disability or disease or something like that. Like when, if, if you were generally born healthy, then your body already knows how to be healthy. It already knows mm-hmm. what it's doing. So the minute that it stops doing that means that it's being blocked somehow. Yes. Uh, and it's something that you've done. Like you, have, and not that it's your fault. I get that it can be an effect of your surroundings and who you're with and what have you. But I, my belief is that everything is controlled from here and here. It's the heart and the brain and, and how mm-hmm. they connect. Um, but when, you know, if everything was working perfectly fine before and now it's not, it means there's a blockage. And even if it's something that we subconsciously have done, because it's mental, it's stress, which has manifested into something physical, uh, that's what's created the problem. And, and I didn't know any of this whole Ayurvedic, uh, and, and I guess they're probably linked. That's probably how I've kind of learned all those things. But it makes sense to me that if, if, if you never had this before, then something has changed within you to allow this thing in. It's not necessarily the thing that's on the outside attacking you. It's like, because you already were fine when you were born. I'm not wording this very well, but I do have that belief. It's really interesting. So I would love to know your side of this and where this comes from, how it works. No, exactly. I'm really amazed that uh, you know so much about it without knowing it. So (laughs) it is intrinsic in us, you know, we are born with it. We have a soul inside us and that Mm. is the higher intelligence that really knows everything. So we just have to tap into it. And that's what they say is listen to your inner voice is what all the scriptures, all the religions also talk about. 
so ayurveda is very scientific it is very because i have a very logical mindset i worked in information technology before this just happened to me all doors started closing and i had to embrace this uh and it became my life's passion so yes i'm very logical i need to know the why's before i uh accept something so ayurveda is a scientific way of living a healthy and fulfilled life it's not just being healthy you also have to be happy within you know there should be that bliss that happiness coming out and when you're happy inside you are happy outside so yeah. ayurveda um has been it's not tested in a laboratory the way the western medicine does to prove if it is um safe for human beings to consume ayurveda has been tested for centuries with all sets of human beings from a, a newborn baby to the uh, the old person who is almost going to leave this physical plane and and is facing death so everyone in between ayurveda has tested on all the big spectrum of human life and has tested it for thousands and thousands of years and the same data has been produced when you eat like what ayurveda says we know um everyone pretty much knows now to eat healthy to eat highly nutritious food eat organic eat seasonal eat local all that is good and i think there's still one missing part and that missing part comes from ayurveda is Yes you need to eat high nutritious food to live healthy and especially with our coronavirus pandemic going on you know taking care of our immune health and respiratory health you need to eat nutritious food but one piece of the puzzle that ayurveda amazingly fulfills is eat to your body constitution yes high nutritious foods are good but if you don't eat it in accordance to your body constitution it is called as doshas in ayurveda we are all born with a unique uh, physical personality and a unique mental personality you will never find another akhi in the whole world they will never find another kirsti in you know we are unique yes. and ayurveda tailors to us and it is a fully customized to the cellular level it's not a cookie cutter diet that fits everyone and that's so, why it has survived for so many years and it is tested in the laboratory of life and that's why it's very scientific and it appeals to the logical minds very well if you start reading and learning about ayurveda i got goosebumps right now because as you're talking i'm like yes 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 yeah like <laughs> all these things are clicking because it's it's something i haven't looked into like i just haven't looked into the science of ayurveda but as you're talking i'm like it's ticking this box this box this box from a completely different perspective i mean one yeah. of the things that people want especially in the medical field is oh has it been tested and is it this and is it that no it must be that well if you're not inputting you know if i'm not giving you drugs to take if i'm not injecting you with things if i'm not physically putting something into you then there's no harm it, it if everything is coming from from inwards from the mind from the peace and suggestion isn't it your own aren't you responsible for your own healing i'm not doing something to you you are choosing to take on behaviors and um and 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 uh practices and so on that that are going to heal you from within so there is no need 
to be testing, you know, is it good to be happy every day? Is it good that you should eat your greens? Is it good that you should exercise? It's like, well, just try it, see what happens. And like you said, like the results over hundreds and thousands of years are showing that when you follow this way of life, you don't get sick, you don't get diseased and so on. Then it makes sense, but it's not, but like you said, it's preventative. It's not a case of, you know, when you do get sick, you know, eat some cabbage and you'll feel better. (laughs) It's not going to work. So as I mentioned, it's one of the oldest medical systems. So if you really look into ancient Ayurvedic textbooks, they have done medical surgery. In fact, plastic surgery was invented in Ayurveda, by the way. Right, wow. They have done major surgeries where they've kind of almost healed life-threatening diseases. So from a um, reactive perspective too, Ayurveda has worked as a medical system, but the onus of Ayurveda is preventative. The belief is why get to, why do you want to become healthy when you have lost your health? Why don't you be healthy when you're healthy? Because that's how you're born. That's your righteous birthright. So it says it gives you all the tools on keeping this body and mind healthy in life so that you can really live a complete fulfilled life. We all are living, but are we really alive? Are we really conscious? Mm-hmm. We are more um, doing things compulsively, I feel, than consciously. Right. Uh, so it, it kind of um, makes you go on a path to search yourself first, who you are, why you have come here, what is your purpose in life. And from that high level, from macro to micro level, everything... Like, you know, like from a physical structure, how you react with people, how are your emotions? So there's several things that I love about what you said. Number one is the fact that you said that you were a really logical IT program person that is all about, I need the proof, I need need to see the structure. Mm -hmm. And I love that because for people that are watching that are like, Oh God, this is so woo woo. Like I, it's like, no, I, I know, I know you, I know you're like that. <laughs> and I love it because it's almost like you can be like that and still listen and be open to these things. The mm-hmm. other thing that I wanted to ask you is, um, you, you mentioned that everybody has a very unique prototype, like a blueprint. And, and so in that, if I was to come to you as your client and say, okay, this is what's going on with me right now. Help me. What's the process that you would go through? How would you, especially because you do, you work internationally by doing uh, zoom consulting. Is that as correct? Right? Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah um, I have worldwide clients and my, I only do online consultations. I don't meet anyone personally. Okay. Uh, as you said, I was in IT. So technology <laughs> is, my, is my second nature. So everything is online and uh, we meet on Zoom. So typically I do like, uh, it depends on the client, but yeah. 90 to 95% of my client will go for a consultation packages because the first sitting is to figure out who you are. Like what you said, to understand your cellular unique personality Okay. What's your physical personality? What's your mental personality? So to your question, since I know you and we've spoken before, we've met before. Mm -hmm. uh, So with experience also, just by looking at the person, the way they interact, the the way they use their body language, uh, the way their physical structure is, the way their hair is, the way their eyes is, everything says something in Ayurveda. So looking at you, I feel... Mm, 
I mean, I have to do a body analysis, but this is my uh, good guess is you might be Kapha dominant personality. Mm -hmm. So what that means is before, there are three constitutions. Like I said, you know, the high nutritious diet should be tailored to your body constitution. Mm -hmm. So Ayurveda has divided it into Vata, Pitta and Kapha. Okay. So what it says is I just want to kind of... um, give you a high level picture to connect these dots is the whole creation, the whole entire universe that we see and we see it to be such a complex drama out there. Ayurveda says it is made up of just five elements. It's just made of five basic elements. It is air, it's ether, air, fire, earth, and water. Okay. That's all the five elements. And it looks so vast and complex. It is the five elements. It's the dance of those five elements that created our creation. And that same five element that created the creation created us. So that's why there is like a mutual relationship. What affects the environment affects us. And what affects us affects the environment. Sure. So those five elements are broken down into constitution. So vata dosha is made up of air and ether. All five elements are in each constitution, mm-hmm. but air and ether is the dominant in vata type of personalities. Okay. In alpha type of personalities, earth and water is dominant, while the other three elements are passive. Right. And pitta dominant, I am a pitta dominant person, it is fire and water. And the other three elements are passive in it. So -hmm. that's how Ayurveda uniquely identifies you. It doesn't see me as Aki. It sees me that I'm Pitta Kapha. That's my personality. So again, 85 to 90% of us fall into uh, a dominant personality and a subdominant personality and then a passive personality. So my past dominant is fire and water, pitta, but my subdominant is kapha, that is made up of earth and water, and my passive is vata, which is air and ether. Okay. So that's how it uniquely identifies, and that is the first step of identifying who you are. What is your blueprint? Right. It's also called as prakriti. What is that cellular makeup that you were born in this life? Mm-hmm. Once you understand your cellular makeup, Ayurveda gives you a customized reference manual for life that you can follow. Okay. Uh, so it's, and that's how you, the, the more you follow, the more you understand the value and the, you re- really receive tangible results. Um, and I that would include not just things that you should eat, but the, maybe um, the types of things that you, like the types of exercise that would be beneficial for you. Would it also include things that you might, I don't know, tell me, like would it include things that you might do or things you might be good at or is it just purely about your body, like what you need for sustenance and that kind of stuff? I don't know, help me out. Yeah, (laughs) let me take myself as an example. Okay, okay? yeah, perfect. So um, I lost my parents like 10, 12 years back. It's been so long now. Mm -hmm. In a matter of two years, I lost my mom first and then my dad. So I was the only child. So I went through a long grief period and I just mm. lived in the US. They were in India. So that was a very difficult period for me. So during that time, I was diagnosed with hypothyroidism. Okay. 
And then the modern medicine medical doctor said they would put me on medications and hormones. And I was very, very reluctant to it because I knew Ayurveda can do wonders. And I was living an Ayurvedic lifestyle before, but um, still working in IT. So I was not really living 100% of uh, what Ayurveda that was saying. Um, so I just told my doctor, give me about a year, year and a half. And if I can't work on this naturally, then I'll come back to you for medication. So I really dived into Ayurvedic wisdom, uh, ate exactly to my body constitution. I tailored my own recipes. I went vegan and gluten-free during that phase. Mm -hmm. And I also did yoga, meditation. Um, all this uh, after about Less than two years, mm -hmm. I completely healed my hypothyroidism without any medication or hormones. Mm -hmm. So this is how it is. It's not just the food that you eat. It's also we, we, eat, we consume data through our five senses, especially in our modern technology era where internet is bombarding information everywhere. We consume our food through our eyes, through we take it through our nose, we hear it through our ears. Mm -hmm. It's not just the food you eat, it's also the data you consume through your five senses. You just have to be aware what kind. If you're putting trash in, then the trash comes out, right? Yeah, so yeah. I had to be very conscious what I was putting in from food perspective and also what I was and what environment I was living in. So I changed everything and that eventually, because Ayurveda says we all as human beings have a higher intelligence inside mm -hmm. where we can heal ourselves. You just okay. have to yeah. invoke that intelligence. I completely agree. Yeah, not coming from a Ayurvedic perspective or, or a religious perspective or anything. This has just been me soul searching through my whole life of just being open to stuff and reading and listening and learning and so on. And finally getting to that point where there are like, I might not go into it right now. <laughs> Without, it's your interview and I don't want to take over, but um, yeah, it's like there, there is a, I think how it comes to you, whether it's a knowing or whether you hear things or see things, you know, you think you're going crazy at first because you're like, what the hell is going on? But when you get comfortable with that and you start to recognize that, okay, this is actually, it's my higher intelligence talking to me and actually sharing what I should be doing. And whether that's an external personal force or something that is guiding you or whether it's something that is just you and it's just an extended part of you. I do actually believe that when you, when you truly quieten yourself and you, you seek inside and you do the work and you face all of your fears, that totally comes up. I totally agree with you. It's possible to completely heal yourself, but you have to do the inner work, right? You have to do that. You have to do, yeah, you have to invest in yourself is uh, what I tell my clients. Mm -hmm. And some of my clients are like single uh, women. So, and also have a hard time finding the right relationship, right. the right life partner in life. And Ayurveda comes to rescue there. So I have a lot of consultations, mm -hmm. not necessarily a physical disease, but you can say this is a mental disorder. Why is that I'm attracting the same kind of, partner every time and yeah. they go to a relationship and then they come out of it they get into a relationship but they feel like the name has changed the body's changed but the whole personality is the same again yeah. why am I attracting the same kind of personality in my life so, so there are answers in Ayurveda for that 
are you seeing that as energy? Because I exactly what you just said, I realize that that's an, an, an energy imbalance. It's like you're either having too much masculine, too much fem- We all have masculine and feminine energy. And sometimes when that's imbalanced and we're producing too much of one or the other or creating situations where, where that, that, that's where the mismatch is happening a lot. Is, is it the same for you when you when in your process or is it something else? Yeah, kind of, I think. Because what it is, is in Ayurveda, they say thoughts are energies. Yes. So what you think, you really manifest. Yes. Uh, so you're basically creating it in, a, in the ether, what you want. And then when you put that into action, it physically manifests in our physical plane. But thought yeah. is the one that really makes things happen for us. Mm-hmm. So generally, if you probe women who have had a hard time finding the right partner in life, if you just start uh, peeling the layers of onion is what I call, Mm -hmm. you will see that they have a habit. They have created a pattern of habit of wrong thinking, Mm -hmm. um, self-deprecating thoughts. So there's like a lot of low energy, dark place in their mind that has to be cleaned for new energy, for new life to come in. So unless you have changed your mental groove, your pattern of thinking has not changed, the universe won't offer you a different kind. You have to change. You have to reincarnate yourself Mm -hmm. to a better being so that you attract a higher energy partner. Because what it believes is we all are attracted to what kind of energy we have. Mm -hmm. Uh, It is what voltage we we kind of... uh, oscillate in the universe you cannot get a higher one you cannot get a lower one it's always and that's what we always say right compatibility mm-hmm. um we have the same wavelength we jive with each other yes. yeah. the mental wavelength is nothing but a vibrational energy so if you want someone better person if you have your list of the right person you have to make sure you are that right person to start with you cannot yeah. attract what you are not because when you were saying law is, is that way, you attract what you deserve. <laughs> See, what I am loving about this conversation is that, um, and, and from talking to lots of different people, there are so many, so many different viewpoints in, in the world of, of, of everything, you know, and whether it's like upbringing, whether it's religion, whether it's um, ethnicity, whether it's culture, like it doesn't matter where you come from or what you do. Like you can read all the variety of holy books that there are, or you can be an atheist, or you can be a scientist, you can be anything. And the bottom line is, it seems that the more that I have encountered is that everyone is saying exactly the same thing, is that as a human being, you know, whether you like it, whether you're thinking of it scientifically or religiously or, or, um, energetic spiritually how you want to look at it it's it's all about energy uh i mean the world is made of energy it's atoms right mm-hmm. <laughs> um and, and 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 energy turns into other things and it doesn't matter how, whether it's you know like you're talking about you know ayurveda is is like th- hundreds of thousands of years old right it goes way back. in fact i think isn't didn't um like sanskrit like the the indian religion it, it is like the oldest i think that's where yeah, i think it's from. The mother of all languages. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. so um, I mean, it's, it's all there. We're, they're all saying the same thing. And so the great thing about that is, is to me, then it must be true. Like whether you want to believe, whatever one you want to believe in is up to you, but it's true. Like if you keep, you know, like pr- to me, like prayer, meditation, 
focusing, yoga, breathing, whichever one you want to argue is the one or the one that you believe in, they're all ways of quieting the mind. They're stopping and focusing. And when you do that, like you say, you allow the space for new stuff to flow through because everything is energy. And when you contain the energy and you stop it from getting out, that's when problems occur because energy has to get out. It's like a fizzy lemonade bottle. If you keep shaking it and shaking it, eventually it's just going to explode because it can't contain, you know, the energy that you've created inside it. And I think that, um, you know, that's the good part of it. I think the bad side of it is people get really divisive. It's like, well, mine's better than yours and that's wrong and I'm right. And I just keep looking at everyone going, are you crazy? If you actually really go and study whatever it is that you believe in, you'll find that all the factors are exactly the same. Whether it's law of attraction, Ayurvedic medicine, whether it's NLP, whether it's, um, you know, uh, like scientific therapy, if you, you go down, you know, the different uh, therapies and modalities, they're all saying the same thing. So I love that you're talking about something that is like thousands of years old, is one of the original things, and it is coming up with the same answers of everything else, whether it's Eastern, Western, or whatever. Like, I love it. It's exactly. Brilliant. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, the Western medicine now is researching everything that Ayurveda had said thousands of years ago, and now they are patenting it. Recently, turmeric has become um, yes. a US-certified uh, painkiller drug, and I was a little upset when they said it to be a drug it's really a herb or a spice please don't put the label drug to it but yeah I mean thanks to Deepak Chopra and Dr. Vasant Lard all the pioneers who came to US and to the West they've popularized Ayurveda it's become really mainstream now in fact my clients just recently um, I got a leading pathologist from Los Angeles as my client so full, highly qualified mainstream medical doctors are becoming my clients for Ayurveda. That says a lot. I think he will be my fourth or fifth client as a That's medical amazing. doctor. Yeah. So people are open to natural alternatives and they see that um, there are quite side effects on medication now mm -hmm. and people are getting aware of it. And there are certain measures in Ayurveda and other natural alternative therapies where you can get a very positive outcome without the side effects right. that the modern medicine does. Mm -hmm. I mean, but there's huge respect for the Western medicine in the reactive way. If the person is dying or has having a heart attack, I would say go to the Western medical doctor. Right. I mean, there's a place for them. Yes. But if you want to prevent it, or even if you want to live a healthy life, I think Ayurveda works wonders. And even during those disease Stages two, taking Ayurveda herbs has also helped. A lot of medical doctors are now uh, kind of taking on their own Ayurveda herbs for their medical conditions and also letting their patients know, why don't you take this with your lipidor or your high cholesterol? This will act much better. So yeah. they are kind of mixing and matching with the, the Eastern and the Western medicine. I think so you made a really important distinction there because I know that... Um, people who are really sort of medical West or Western medical focused about things. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to lie. Like I suffer from migraines, headaches. Um, and, but I, I do think that head, head pain, toothache, stomachache are like the worst pains because they're debilitating. Like when they happen, you can't function or do anything. Right. And so exactly, I'm the yeah. first one to grab the Advil and the Tylenol and 
<laughs> because I just want it gone. It's like, I need this gone in the next 10 minutes because I'm trying to function and do something here. So, you know, when someone's like, oh, you know, sniff some ginger or like, you know, squeeze your hand or whatever. And I'm like, it doesn't work because I've got the pain. It's now reactive. So what you just said was Western medicine is awesome for solving problems in a reactive situation. When there's an emergency or something is happening right now and you need to deal with it, Western medicine is awesome. The problem with that comes is that if you continue to do that on a regular basis, it now starts taking away your immune system and the way that that behaves. And that's the whole point of what Eastern medicine is about, is that if you solve holistically the problem from the beginning, like we can all laugh and joke about, you know, sniff some lemon oil or, you know, eat some ginger or, or whatever. Like we, and I, I've even joked like that myself, but the point is, is if you do all of that beforehand, like if that is just your way of life, which is what you're talking about, you won't get these problems where you have to take this reactive medicine. Like they just eliminate themselves. And it is, it's a way of life. It is a practice. You do have to do it. Um, but it, I guess it's the same kind of principle as, as weight loss. Like that's the, you know, the one problem that no one can solve in the whole wide world. <laughs> and if they could, they'd be billionaires. I mean, it's a trillion dollar industry is weight loss because, you know, we just eat and eat and eat and eat because we're just having fun and drinking and eating. And all of a sudden it's like, you know, we put this weight on and we're horrified and we want to get rid of it. And we're not willing to invest the mindset and the practice that it takes to eat healthily, to lose the weight. We want it gone instantly. And so we're real, you know, we jump on these weight loss solutions of weird and wonderful, you know, pills and contraptions to to make us look better that clearly never work because ultimately the real cure is if you just did this properly in the first place, you wouldn't even get here, right? So it's, it's proactive versus reactive. So... I love that you made that distinction because I would hate someone to watch this and go, oh, that's just crap. I, I, I wouldn't do that. Like it, you're talking about preventing this from, you've got to be invested. It's for the long term, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. You said that right. Because um, there are so many things we can easily prevent. First thing is you have to be aware of it. You have to know how to listen to your body and mind. They do talk the language. So I read that kind of decodes that language that the body and the mind talk to each other. You understand what that means. You become aware, like when you eat a dish, whatever dish you eat, like um, during your lunch, breakfast or dinner, after two hours, what is the feeling? Does it make you more lethargic? Does it make you more craving for sugar? Does it make you um, sleepy-headed? What does it make? What is the effect of the food? So if you start paying attention, then you will also start paying attention to eating the right foods. Because most of the people just eat unconsciously. As I said, we all work compulsively and on autopilot mode. Mm -hmm. Uh, But if you pay attention and see exactly Ayurveda says, how do you feel after two hours? If you're eating the foods to your body constitution, that food should energize you. You should feel um, you should feel really good about yourself. Your con- confidence level should uh, should rise. Mm. Self esteem should be on a higher level. You feel connected with everyone, and when you go to meetings and all, you are the one who is very sharp and alert to absorb everything. So that is what uh, food can do. In fact, Ayurveda says food is medicine when you eat to your constitution. There's a very popular saying: when food is wrong. Medicine is of no use. When food is right, medicine is of no need. Mm. So it's, I love it. it's awesome. 
Yeah, it is. Yeah. So um, every food has energetics. It has a power to heal us or it has a power to take us down the path of disease and distress. <laughs> right, yeah. So it's, it's, it's less about what's good or bad or what you should or shouldn't. It's ultimately how do you feel? Because you, for instance, might not be able to drink coffee because it makes you feel horrendous. For me, it makes me feel amazing. So if it makes me feel amazing, then there's no problem with that, right? Um, but it's it's all about feeling what works and what doesn't. And yes. it's individual, right? Yeah, it's very individual and cellular based. Mm-hmm. And also in the beginning, sometimes, our end of the day, I define Ayurveda as the science of refining our taste buds. Okay. This is how I like to define it is because when I take clients, I said, once I refine your taste buds, my job is done because your taste buds will direct you to eat the right food. Because most of the clients, like I had an air hostess client and she had erratic schedule or obviously she's a flight attendant. Yeah. Um, she used to mix a little bit of beer in her Coke and have it. And it was just the way her diet lifestyle was, was amazingly erratic. I mean, to her body constitution, it was all the wrong food she was eating because her lifestyle was go, go, go. And she had to grab that as quick and easy. Convenience is also convenience and practical, right? Mm -hmm. Then she slowly started tweaking lifestyle changes, small tweaks. They were not really radical ones. And then after like about six to eight weeks, she started her drink with that Coke and beer. She almost threw up because her taste buds rejected them. She no longer enjoyed it. She was eating all sugar muffins, cookies and whatnot. And now they don't attract. She loves the dates. She loves the figs now. Mm -hmm. It's, It's not suppression. It's not withdrawing any foods in Ayurveda. And that's one of the things what made me stick to it for so many years is because in Ayurveda dictionary, there is no suppression. There is no uh, removal of any foods. You know, there's a fad. I was vegan and gluten-free during my hypothyroidism phase, but I brought gluten back and I'm not hundred percent vegan. I do eat a few dairy products now. Mm -hmm. Having said that, you don't have to take any food out. What Ayurveda says is it's just that you have compromised digestive fire. Fix your digestive fire. You can eat everything in life. Right. So this is not suppression. This is not a diet. You eat exactly what you want to eat. I have everything. I'm a big foodie. I mm-hmm. love to eat. I don't count calories, but I count high prana. How fresh is the food? Mm-hmm. And I pretty much eat organic. So that is the basic principles of Ayurveda is getting back to nature, getting back to the basics. And yeah, so it's, it's less rules. It's more about, see, this is the thing. When people say, you know, if you really want to do something, you'll put yourself first. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, whether it's exercise or diet or whatever. And it's like, well, yeah, but I still crave this. So I'm going to do that. And then you keep putting that first and then you just end up being unhealthy. But the point is, is like, it's how you fit. We never really stop to really, truly, I mean, mentally and emotionally, we don't do it. Like if we were really conscious of what we did and said, we wouldn't have problems in relationships <laughs> in our lives. So, I mean, we, we're clearly like, you know, we don't, we're not consciously thinking all the time, but with the whole eating and exercise and everything too, you're saying that it's not about, um, trying not to, it's the fact that you're focusing on what feels good. And if this feels good for me, then that's a good thing. And I should do more of that. So 
it's easy to stick to because you're just doing more of what makes you feel good, right? Exactly. And even motivational speakers, like if you have life coaches and all, they say, um, focus on your strength, not your weaknesses. Right. Build your life on your strengths. Why look at the weaknesses and say, I don't have this quality. I don't have this. What you have, build on it and move on. Success will come. Yeah. So that's that. the same uh, principle that applies in Ayurveda too, is build on what you have. I love that. I, I, I want to end there just because it's such a strong note to end on. I, it's been so, so interesting uh, talking to you about all of this. Like I'm, I got goosebumps and I'm kind of buzzing right now. So I really hope that that comes across to whoever's watching this too. Um, I do want to share, like, how can people get hold? Cause you're based in, you're in Arizona, aren't you? Yeah. I'm in Phoenix, Arizona. Yeah. yeah. But uh, you do most of your sessions online. I know you do workshops as well. And I think you, you have a podcast or a video channel or something. Yes. Do you want to share how people can uh, come and learn more about what you have to say and, and where they can get hold of you if they want to work with you? Sure. Um, so for online consultations, I do them all on Zoom. Okay. Uh, so, and I do work on crazy time zones since I have <laughs> clients from all over the world. Um, then I do have my podcast that is called as Dosha Karma Dharma podcast, and you can listen it on Apple podcast, iTunes, all the links, I can share it with you so that yeah. you can put it in the description. And I do have my website, it's jivalifestyle.com. So you can learn quite a bit about Ayurveda if you're fairly new there. Um, how, uh, how to just start small is what I say. Just, <laughs> Power lies in practice. I don't believe in radical changes. Mm -hmm. Start slow, but be steady is my mantra. And never go into a boot camp thing because the chances of falling back and not starting it again is very high. So this is right. a lifestyle. So you don't have to meet the deadline. It is going with you, with your life. Right. <laughs> as long as you practice it. Um, and then I do have videos too on my YouTube and I do online webinars uh, I have got a lot of free videos and free stuff to also go and check out. And I do Ayurveda certification courses for people who really are into Ayurveda. And this is mainly for yoga teachers and health coaches who want to use Ayurveda as a different modality mm -hmm. to help their clients. So I also offer certification courses on that. And they're wow. all online. So I don't do anything. I do all everything is 100%. <laughs> <laughs> I, need to, I need to come to you to learn about that too. <laughs> <laughs> the whole online part of it. <laughs> yeah. No, that's that's awesome. Brilliant. So uh, when we're done here, I'll get you to send me uh, all of those links written so that I can yeah. add the links to this video. And then that way people can just see it and click on it if they can't remember everything that you just said. So um, thank you so much. Um, really blessed to be able to talk to you and, and discuss all of this. It's really enlightening and fascinating. I could talk to you all day. It's like just really interesting. So thank you. <laughs> thank, thank you for sharing your time with us. Yeah, what, uh, thank you for the opportunity. Yeah, you're so welcome. <laughs> Will you take care? And uh, we'll be in touch soon. And everybody, just watch this. If you have any comments or questions about anything, please just type them below in the comments. And uh, I'm sure Aki would be happy to get back to you on any of the answers, wouldn't you, online? Yes, yeah. definitely. She's not going to say no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you so much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>
ತೇಜಸ್ವಿನಾವದಿತಮಸ್ತು ಮಾವಿದ್ವಿಶ್ವಾವಹೈ ಶಾಂತಿ ಶಾಂತಿ